Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcast today. Well, we're talking playoffs but we're going to put a spin on it. We're going to talk playoffs and if the Pittsburgh Steelers actually had a shot once they're in there, plus Joe Burrow and what looks like a very, very unfortunate future for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the AFC as a whole, trying to compete with that guy. And some words from Juju Smith-Schuster that didn't uh, seem to to sit very well with Steelers fans. It's a snowy one out there. Feels kind of good to get some snow out of the way here in January. How you feeling, my friend? Uh, feeling a little under the weather, quite frankly, but, um, no. yeah, no, not, not very good. It means the first time I've gotten sick this winter. So I don't even know if I'm sick. I just have like a scratchy throat, but it could be, could be any number of things, but yeah, no, we're, we're fighting through playing through playing through adversity. Um, that's what you gotta so, do. So feeling good. Not much appreciated, uh, to do a podcast with a scratchy throat. Uh, it's, that is it's yeah. probably the worst it's, thing that's ever happened. To yeah, it's it's there, the so. flu game. You know, you're playing with the flu game right now, which is much appreciated. So we'll try to pull out a win here for you. Um, the weather is definitely not helping you, but, no. you know, we'll come through. As long as you clear up, we go to Mobile next week, and it's warm and sunny down there at all times. So yeah, I'm counting on it. I know. Yo, you'll get down there. You drink some, drink some beers, watch some football, eat some good southern food. Sore throats. They don't even exist in Alabama. <laughs> that's what they say. All right, let's dive into the playoffs. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have been watching from the couch, but we have all been mesmerized by one guy. I, I'd, I'd say a couple guys, but really, like at this point in the playoffs, the person that I continue to text everybody about, especially my dad, I'm a big, you know, this guy is probably the best player in football, Joe Burrow, in my opinion. The dude's been on a run, made the Buffalo Bills look kind of easy yesterday, which is crazy. Um, now goes to face the Chiefs, a team that he's beaten every single time so far. When you look at Joe Burrow and what the Bills or the Bengals have done collectively in this playoff, do you look at him as possibly the best quarterback in football, or at least right on that line with guys like Patrick Mahomes? Well, he's certainly in that conversation. Um, to do what he did on the road in all that snow um, against such a good team, um, such a talented team and a good defense, uh, that that was incredibly impressive. Um, you know, I was talking to friends about it, and it wasn't like he was just hitting on a couple, you know, 60-yard bombs to yep. Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. This was kind of surgical. It was every play was 10, 12. You know, every pass he threw was on the money for 10 or 12 yards. He was finding every hole, um, just making good reads and all of that stuff. It was it was a pretty thorough thorough beat down to them um a thorough, a pretty thorough like dismantling of of the bills defense which has been really good all season um so i i'm still a little prefer i'm differential to patrick mahomes if you're talking about who's actually the best quarterback in the nfl i feel like he, until it's going to take a lot to kind of dethrone him and that guy's just won too much and done too much crazy stuff um you know he has had the advantage of you know playing with tyree kill and travis kelsey and under Andy, Andy Reid for yeah. for so long, but I don't know the the results are the results, and I watch it every day on the field or every week on the field. Mahomes is as important to that offense as anyone else is to any other offense in football. You know, you can't just Andy Reid and his receivers certainly helped him, but especially this year when there is 
there's been kind of a step back, quite honestly, in terms of Kansas City's receiver talent. Like, yeah, it, that it remains very impressive to me. That's not a slight against Joe Burrow. That's just, I, I think, a testament to how good Patrick Mahomes is. No, I, I agree. I think those two are the top of my list right now. But I think that after yesterday or after the playoff game, I've I've removed Josh Allen from that conversation. Like I look at Joe Burrow as a significant uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the word significant. A significant step ahead of Josh Allen. I think j- just in terms of winning ability. Like Josh Allen is a is a freak. Like he is he is a gift from God to the football world. He shouldn't exist. You know, nobody should be that big, that powerful, have that arm strength, have the ability to run, you know, be that good of a class act human being, you know, represent a city like Buffalo. Like he just does it all. But I don't think he wins like Joe Burrow wins. Like Joe Burrow's got that thing in him where, you know, cool Joey B, you know, that's a thing. That's a that's a real thing. When Joe Burrow steps into high pressure situations, you got to bet your money that he's going to come out with a win. And I just don't feel the same way about Josh Allen right now. I do feel the same way about Patrick Mahomes, but I would say it's those two. And then it's the next tier of quarterbacks, which might be Josh Allen alone, but I I would still say that he's above Josh Allen. Yeah. The results are hard to argue with. Um, One's made it to Super Bowl. Yeah. And and Josh Allen is still trying to get there. And yeah, there's talent level. I don't think there's much of a difference, but you're right. When, when Joe Burrow steps into, a big game that that like it's a at, a at a certain point it did seem kind of overwrought especially after he, he lost that Super Bowl I don't know he did that wasn't his finest hour but yeah every other time you've watched him step into a pressure you, you know you don't judge him off of one game you know every time he steps into a pressure environment a big game he he plays really well it's 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 something that I think is is learned in a lot of people but Joe Burrow seemed to had it have it naturally um yeah these moments have never been too big for him um back from when he was in college and, and through his first few years in the NFL like this this is just part of his DNA and certain guys have that right away and other guys have to learn it and have to kind of go there and lose a little bit and, and make some mistakes before they actually become that good again I think Josh Allen's probably in that stage right now yeah, I, I would agree with that one. Like, I if you were to say, like, do you think Josh Allen would ever win a Super Bowl? The answer is easily yes. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the Bills are just one phenomenal team. People are like, oh, well, they're at the end of their ride. And people said that about the Bills or about the Bengals. People said that about the Chiefs. That's just that's just not true. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. They When you have a, a team that good that has a quarterback that good, you could win. Like, you could find ways to win at all times. I agree with that. Do you follow the notion that Kenny Pickett gives you Joe Burrow vibes. Because I see a lot of people on Twitter, and I, I did my to-go about this to- today, about how they're very different quarterbacks. Like, Joe Burrow is just a natural quarterback. You could tell. There was never any questions about his arm strength. There was never any questions about his physical abilities. With Kenny Pickett, there's all these questions. When it comes to the ice in the veins, the, you know, this guy... No, this guy would fight anybody on the field, no matter if he's 210 pounds or 260 pounds. And when high pressure moments are on, he wants the ball in his hands and he performs well in those moments. Do you, do you follow Uh, that? I see the comparison. I understand it. Um, I don't know. It's okay. I don't, I, I don't think that Kenny's quite on the same level yet, which it's understandable. Like Kenny's, you know, a couple of years behind where yeah. Joe was. Um, 
but I like, yeah, I think they're both competitors and I both, they think they both want to be in those moments and want to perform in those moments. I don't think Kenny's quite as talented and I don't think Kenny does the things that Joe Burrow can do off script. Um, like Kenny can run, I think better than, than Joe can, but Joe has the ability to keep a pass play alive in a way that I don't think Kenny does. And I think that helps him more in those pressure environments when he's facing a good defense and he's facing a lot of pressure. I, um, yeah, no, I, I understand the comparison and I see it in terms of how they can kind of keep their cool in, in big spots, but no, Kenny, Kenny's got a long way to go before I think he's, he's kind of, I mean, like he's off to a good start. I mean, like, I I don't mean to say that like Kenny hasn't, Kenny like shies away from those moments, but it takes a lot to kind of perform or to be at that level that Joe Burrow is at right now. Yeah, I agree. I I think that if anything, and this, this was my point this morning was he's headed in that direction. You know, he's not there. It's, you cannot compare Kenny Pickett to Joe Burrow right now and say, oh, well, you know, Kenny Pickett's the next Joe Burrow. No, we don't even know what Joe Burrow is. We, we have seen a small sample size of how good Joe Burrow can be. The dude's what, 26 years old. He's three mm-hmm. years into the NFL. He's already been to a Super Bowl. He could be on his way to a second one. Like we have no idea who Joe Burrow's peak is. But if Kenny Pickett, you know, has a strong year two, and people got to remember, like, you know, Joe Burrow went two and seven as a rookie before he tore his ACL. Like things weren't looking real good for the Bengals. He right. came back in year two. That team made some adjustments and they were Super Bowl bound. And I think that the Steelers could easily take that year to jump. I don't know if they're going to be Super Bowl bound, but I think that the Steelers could find themselves in the postseason next year could be a team that's really on the rise. That is a little sneaky, dangerous, like the Bengals were last season where people kind of overlook them. And I think that Kenny Pickett like leads the way in that they have the defense. I think what Kenny's shown is that there isn't a moment too big for him where it, I, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to win all those moments, but he's going to face all of them and he's going to look at all that adversity and just say, yeah, whatever, man, like put the ball in my hands. Let's see what happens. Um, and I think that's huge. Whereas, and you don't get that with a lot of quarterbacks. Dak showed that yesterday. Like he's, he's not yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. And I'd rather Kenny be on the pace to be, let's get him in those situations. Then man, if we don't win this game, you know, we're not going to win because we don't have that guy. I think that's where Kenny falls into that comparison. Yeah, and I, yeah, and there's definitely something to knowing that, knowing that with if you're within strike, you don't have to you know start so fast. It's not as imperative to hold a lead early and to to make sure you can sustain that through the like to, the idea that you could come back if you need it. That you have a yep. quarterback who has that kind of experience and has proven that kind of ability that he can in big moments when his team needs him, he can make those plays because quarterback has the ball in his hands more often than anyone. Um, you need to have someone who embraces those moments um, when the game is on the line. And I, I think Kenny does fall into that category. Um, it's it's a little subjective. Like you said, Dak, clearly that was pretty easy to see um, that he just yeah, didn't have it. Yeah, uh, and it's always like that. Like Dak's never been in a moment where you're like, Dak could win this game. Like right. throughout his entire career, you felt like eh, the moment might be too big for him. Right. You never felt threatened with Dak. Yeah. You know, if Dak had the ball down seven with two minutes left or something. Yeah. You never like you're felt feeling like, good about that. Right. Um, yeah. If you're the you, opponent. Yes. And you don't, I don't think I would feel that same way if Kenny had the ball. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. And I think that, that that's really all you're looking for right now. You know, like you're looking for a guy, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, that, and that's what they showed. And that's, I think that's step one is if you're going to p- compete against guys like Joe Burrow, you're going to compete against guys like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes, like Lamar Jackson, you know, for uh, like Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years, 15 years. You want a guy that, okay, well, look at the games are most likely going to be close if we're going to win them. We're not blowing out Patrick Mahomes. That just doesn't happen. So if we get the ball with two minutes left, can this, you know, can we go win this? And I think the Steelers answer is yes right now, which yeah, certainly feels good. Definitely well, feels good. Yeah. And look, this is Kenny. This is not, um, this is not Justin Fields. This is not a guy with who mm-hmm. came out of college with particularly notable physical tools. So those yeah. intangibles are, are more important than I think anything. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right. Let's talk uh, another guy that's in the playoffs. That's in the playoffs for, you know, Good reason. Looks like another team headed possibly for the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs. Juju Smith-Schuster, before their game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, had a comment that may have gotten blown up a little bit. You know, I won't I won't lie. We put the story out there as well, but so did everybody else, and I, I felt like it was a story that had to be covered. He was asked about, let, let me, the question was looking at this season compared to being on the opposite side of the field when he was with the Steelers last season, when they lost to the chiefs, I want to say it was 42 to 21 in the first Mm -hmm. round of the playoffs. He said, it feels good to be on this sideline. It's amazing. Last year, it was a tough situation coming in here and playing a great team. Now that I'm here and I'm going into this game, playing against another good team, it just feels good to be on this side of the ball. Is that a dig in the Steelers or are we overreacting? And are players allowed to say that stuff? Like, is it is it a point in time where you're removed from the franchise long enough where it doesn't really matter? Like, you know, you're allowed to put more praise on your current team than try to, like, hold back and protect your old one. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. I, like, I don't think he owes anything to the Steelers anymore. I, I don't think Steelers fans really think a whole lot about oh, what if Juju had stayed or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's really a concern either. I don't. So in that sense, no, it's not a huge deal, but it was kind of a, like, it's hard to get around the idea of, it was a little, like, uh, of just being on that team and Juju holding that as kind of a negative experience, you know? Yep, yep. And I think, like, it it was a little, like, think about the way they got to those playoffs. You know, it was a slow start, um, get hot down the stretch, and then, you kind of sneak in and then have to go play one of the best teams in the league and mm-hmm. you get blunt. Like th- that's just a, a bit of a roller coaster of a season and a, a disappointing end to it. And so you kind of understand where he's coming from and it's hard not to look at someone saying I'm in a position now to compete for a Super Bowl, And that is much more pleasant than yeah. being kind of steamrolled on the way to on yeah. another team's pass to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's, you could, he doesn't have to protect the Steelers. There's no point in that. But I just feel like there's a couple of things. For one, like Juju came back and played in that game when he shouldn't have played in that game. Like was hurt all season, was on IR, came back, practiced for like two days. It was like, what? I'm playing. Like we are, I'm going out there. And like, I think that alone showed a lot of people like, dude, Juju loves football, but he loves this team. And then to make that comment, you're kind of just like, Okay, well, like, dude, you had so much heart going into that game. Now you're going to look at it, like you said, a negative experience. 
when it shouldn't be like, it should have just been like, yeah, you know, we were in a bad spot last year. And I don't know how you answer that question correctly. I have no idea, Mm. but it just feels like your sense of how he viewed his time with the Steelers was not positive. And you kind of get that in a lot of things that he says this year. Like he talked about how he learned more from Andy Reid in one season than he learned from the Steelers in five years. I get it. You probably did. Your offensive coordinators were Randy Feekner and Matt Canada. Not great. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, like you could compare him to Patrick Mahomes all day. Ben Roethlisberger has got just as many Super Bowls as Patrick Mahomes does. He's easily a Hall of Famer, a first ballot. You know, he's one of the greatest of all time. You you can't you can't take things away from him to compare him to the to Patrick Mahomes. I just think that Juju's kind of just like removed himself from the Steelers so much that maybe it's it's it, it hurts a little bit if you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. Yeah, for, for a guy you drafted and kind of helped develop into, into what he is now. to Yeah, and fell in love with the, like the city. The dude right. came back. He, he left Kansas City and made sure to come back and hold a final farewell event to give back to the city and say his goodbyes. I mean, I talked to him. I went to the event and spoke to him one-on-one about just like he was like, dude, I like you know just wanted to make sure I said bye to the fans, and I'm so appreciative of the Steelers and the city of Pittsburgh. Like, We're not even a year removed yet. And it just feels like the Steelers don't exist to Juju ever again. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. And I just wonder how much of it was colored by like Juju had a lot of success here. They, yeah. they won a bunch of games. It wasn't, but the postseason success was kind of something that eluded him and, and the rest of the team while he was there. Um, and you just wonder how much that kind of colors it. I mean, that's, a. I don't know. It, so, yeah, I, I, I just I can completely understand, and it's not even like Juju went from, you know, the Steelers to, I don't even know, the 49ers or something. Yeah, like, like he was, he got to directly see what his opponent from last year was doing when they beat when they beat him by 20 points. Yep, yep, and he knows how it felt. I think that's the biggest thing is like he felt what it was like to lose by 21 points in the first round of the playoffs. And it definitely didn't feel good. So why would you like, why would you rehash the past to those guys, especially guys that you're very close with like Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, he, so like there's an argument that he didn't rehash it. He like was asked a question about it. Oh yeah. 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 Like agreed. He answered it honestly, but I, I agree. There is a way to say, yeah, that was really tough. Um, feels good to win, but I also enjoyed, that ride and that team and being right, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You, you, you don't have to, you don't have to say everything that you're actually thinking. No. And there's a lot of guys like, I mean, me and, you know, personally, there are a lot of guys that are put in situations where they're asked a question that they could easily make a headline easily. Mm-hmm. And they choose not to, and they are very careful with their words. Juju's been in front of the media for a, I mean, the d- dude's a, a media guru. He was the beginning of this new era of, media players like players with the TikToks and the YouTubes and the you know what I mean like Juju started that he knows how to operate in the media and I think because of that you have to take that you have to look at it and be like he knows what he's saying you know mm-hmm. do I think that he meant to to kind of take a dig at the Steelers no but I think that at the same light you know just like you said you could take a breath and say I respect the Steelers you know I had a great time there I learned a lot it feels good to be on a team that's headed to the Super Bowl, you know, because at that point you're just like, yeah, well, it's very true. Like the Steelers were not headed to the Super Bowl. They're right. not headed to a Super Bowl. 
but we appreciate that you had fun here. And I think the Steelers would handle that a lot better. Yeah. Right. And I mean, at a certain point, like Steelers fans have to be like, not that, you know, he was right to a certain extent. And you have to look at it somewhat as a reflection of your own franchise that, you know, Juju was a part of that, but he's also a part of a team that's headed to the AFC championship. And, probably yeah. will be favored in that game to go back to the Super Bowl. Like that's that's a reflection on you just as much as it's a reflection on him. Yep. Having the be- his second best season of his career, like right. clearly made the right move. So you got to give credit where credit's due. And Juju is on a team and is the star wide receiver of a team if you discount Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, they're, they're in a better spot than the Steelers. So I agree. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is the playoffs. We're two rounds deep. Heading into the championship games. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, Brock Purdy, and the 49ers, which is wild, wild that they are still alive here. And who's the other NFC team? The Philadelphia Eagles, which everybody expected to be here, absolutely smoked the Giants. I don't care about what is ha- about what is happening this weekend. What I care about is what has happened. The Pittsburgh Steelers would have snuck their way in as a seventh seed if it wasn't for a total nonsense horse collar call and Joe Flacco's inability to do anything to help the Pittsburgh Steelers at any point in his career, even when he's playing for the Jets. Miami sneaks their way in, goes toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills, toe-to-toe with them, loses 34-31. to Then the next week, a game in which they would have played the Cincinnati Bengals if they won. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt in the first quarter, I believe. That game is a lot closer than people imagined it would be. You look at this in an alternate universe where the Pittsburgh Steelers have somehow found their way in as the seventh seed. Is there? Is it really? Is it really a talking point? Can we really have a conversation where, yeah, they might have went on a run? and found themselves facing the Bengals right now in the AFC championship game. I, I think we can. And I like it. It's, it's a lot, it's a reach and you know, you got to do a lot of bending over backwards for it, but I think you absolutely can. I mean, so yeah, Skylar Thompson went into Buffalo and did his thing. Right. And he looked, he looked kind of confident. He did not like, he was not the reason the Dolphins lost that game in my mind. Um, and and that I think is the key right there is because it wasn't like Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill were taking slants eighty yards for for touchdowns. Dude, Jalen Waddle almost lost them. He did lose them the game. Right, those guys were almost non-existent. Yeah, which I, the Steelers' defense could have played that well. They could have done like they could have bottled up the Bills. I think that's entirely possible. And you're telling me, like, I, I don't know. I forget who the leading receivers in those games were, but like if the Steelers could do it with half a Tyree kill and nothing from Jalen Waddle, or if the, the Dolphins could do that with half a Tyree kill and almost nothing from Jalen Waddle, why why couldn't the, I, I I'm I'm struggling to come up with reasons why the Steelers couldn't do something similar. And yeah. that game was one or two plays away from bouncing from ending a different way. Yeah, and you could you could look at it like people would make the argument, oh, well, the Dolphins defense played phenomenal. Well, I'm I'd put my money on the Steelers defense to play just as phenomenal, especially the way that they've played towards the end of the season. And Skylar Thompson looked very competent, but he had an opportunity to win that game at the end. Like they had the ball. 
and they had a drive left. I think it was a little over a minute left in the game. Kenny Pickett did that three, four times this season, twice in the last three weeks. Ah, you got to feel pretty good that he'd be able to pull one out one more time and make it happen. Now, right. is that a guarantee? No, but. Right, and that Bills team. There he, there he is. Uh, that <laughs> She's been sitting on my lap the whole time. That and, and that Bills team does not look the same as they did when no. the Steelers visited them at the beginning of the season. No, they um, look terrible. Josh Allen looked awful. That's where the whole Josh Allen, Joe Burrow thing started in my head was like, I was like, wow, Josh Allen really does not look good for the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Looks actually really bad. So say they won that game. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, same scenario. We're going to say Patrick Mahomes goes down with high ankle sprain, continues to play. I mean, do they have a shot? I'm not it's much better quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, but do they have yeah. a shot? Oh, probably a shot. I don't. I don't know how good that shot was. I probably wasn't a very good shot. Yeah. Um. I don't what know. Was the final Ch- score of that game. It was uh, twenty-seven twenty. Really, it was that close. I thought it was by two scores. I know yeah. it definitely feel felt like a much broader spread than yeah. what actually happened. Well, it just felt like the Chiefs were in control. Like even when, even after Mahomes left, I was never. You know, the Chiefs always felt in control. It never felt like they had ever, they, they had lost any momentum. I think Chad Henney was, I don't know. That was Dude. that was a huge when he scored on that first drive that he was in. That was that was huge just for like the psyche of his team and the fans and just like making sure the air didn't get taken out of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty huge. Uh, yeah, but do not, they do that against the Steelers? Because I think that's the argument that time. Yeah, is, I was. Yeah, is Jacksonville's defense as good as Pittsburgh's? Are they going to put up the same? And I don't think so. I don't. I think the Steelers are better. Um, yeah. On defense, uh, I don't know, but but also that Chiefs defense is pretty good too, and I think the Jags offense is better than the Steelers yeah, offense. The Steelers like, offense. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know if you're putting up twenty points, twenty-seven points. I think you'd have to hold them under twenty. Yeah. To make a real run, but I think that you got a shot. Like oh, I think yeah. if the Steelers find their way in here, they. I don't know. We're talking points. Do you do you it say say everything did work out? You give them any shot against the Bengals this weekend? If that's the weird thing. I would give them a better chance against the Bengals than I would against the the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. they just like they played them cl- close twice this year, and they've also played them twice this year. Like those are, I think they're two loss. They well, they beat them by three and lost by seven. Uh, they scored more points against the Bengals than they did against anyone else this year. That yep. That all, all that math adds up to me. I, I don't like, is that crazy to think that no. they would? No, yeah. I agree. I, I think that you'd, I think the best shot would be the Bengals. Like, even if Joe Burrow's going toe to toe with you, matching every score you put up there, mm-hmm. I think that you know the Bengals. You know, you've played Joe Burrow so many times. You've played the Bengals so many times. You played the Bengals well this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. There's a shot in that situation too, like to go into Cincinnati. It's going to be rocking. That's what you want. Like NFL mm-hmm. teams could say whatever they want. You have 10 times the momentum. If you are the away team walking into a stadium, like, cause you're a grown athlete, you know, it's one thing to go to, to Arrowhead and like get everybody riled up, but you expect that you expect it to be absolutely bonkers in that place. What you don't expect and what gets you even more juiced up is to walk into a place like Paycor or, you know, and, have it go completely silent, you know, or have the fans try as hard as they can 
to like get some energy in the building and you just continue to shut it down. Like you want to get some juices flowing as a pro athlete. That's how you do that. And they'd have a shot. Well, you have to imagine there would be some arrogance in there for the, for the, Oh yeah. Like there would be, there would be an, there'd be an expectation to win, which that's, that's fine. Like to win big, to win. Right. Oh yeah. 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 And if that doesn't happen right away, you could, you would be able to feel some tension in there and on that other sideline and it could, it would get a little testy. Yeah. And you got like the bills, the bills didn't look good at all, but the Ravens look pretty good against the right. Uh, I was going to say, the, and if Trey Hendrickson doesn't take that, that fumble 99 yards, the Ravens right. might win that game. So right. You don't set a, you don't have a record setting defensive touchdown. Yeah, like that game's that game ends very differently. Which yeah, I'm, yeah, and and like you know, you still have to expect them to win. But if the that's what I'm saying, if an AFC North team could with a backup quarterback can, and I don't care what you say, Tyler Huntley is half of Kenny Pickett at max, half of Kenny Pickett, and J.K. Dobbins is good, but Najee Harris is also good. I just I would I would put my money on I would I would feel really good about the Steelers having a shot. I wouldn't say they're guaranteed to win. But I'm telling you, they got in here. The playoffs are so crazy this year. I think we'd possibly be talking about them making their way to the Super Bowl. As crazy as that sounds. Could you imagine a Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Super Bowl? If the NFL was rigged, that's what they should have did. Yeah. I, if it was rigged, I would have put... I mean, the Eagles are probably going to make it. Eagles, Eagles if I... Are, yeah. But I would have done a... What would? How would I have rigged the Super Bowl? If I There's a lot of them. Because you could go like DeMar Hamlin, the play for DeMar Hamlin... Um, I don't know. Like, I think the Joe Burrow story is a good one. Definitely yeah. a good one. Brock Purdy's that's huge. Like, yeah, but I would have done it better. You know, like he, I, he would have been throwing four or five touchdowns a game right now. Yeah. I, well, I would, I, I think the NFL loves the, the redemption arc, like the team losing in the Super Bowl one year and then coming back and winning it again. Like yeah. it was the Broncos that few years back, the chiefs, did, the chiefs for a Super Bowl was, Mahomes' first Super Bowl was was like that, right? He lost. Yeah, yeah he lost to Brady and then came back. Yeah, the next year. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They, the they goat, like that. that. Was the goat versus the baby goat. They they like that, that arc. So I, I feel like they would rig the Bengals to to do it if they were to you know theoretically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the Bengals over the Eagles, and like, how do you put the Bengals over the 49ers? Like you you send the 49ers to the Super Bowl. True. The 40, they got to win the Super Bowl. Like you can't put Mr. Irrelevant in the Super Bowl and then end it and be like, oh, well, right. You know, he, he got there. It's like, yeah, a lot of people got there. Okay. No mm-hmm. rookies ever won it. And you're telling me the last pick in the draft has an opportunity. You win that game. Mm-hmm. You win that game. But the first quarterback versus the last quarterback would have been with that- a Mike Tomlin comeback. You know what I mean? Kenny Pickett turning that team around. They barely sneak their way into the playoffs. They get past the Bills in just one crazy fashion. They escape Patrick Mahomes on one wild injury, and then they face the Cincinnati Bengals, and they beat them in Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati. Things are going nuts, and here we are headed to Arizona, and who's on the other side of it? Mr. Irrelevant. By that van, they should have done the Jaguars. Jaguars wanted to take that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a first quarterback versus the last quarterback, and that's the first overall pick versus the last overall. First overall pick. I know. Yeah, but Joe Burrow will be the same thing. First overall pick. So, Pat- yeah. no, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be. So, it'd be Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow mm. and Brock Purdy be a good one, too. Mm. That'd be a good one, too. I don't That one, if you if you had to pick the Super Bowl right now, or you just feel, you feel cool with whoever walks away as a winner, who's your Super Bowl? 
Um, I think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but if you had to pick the oh. Super Bowl where you could just re- you could just watch oh. it and not care about who wants, wins because you feel good about either team. Oh, oh. I mean, I like the Eagles. I like I have a bunch Pick of friends with the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles. I really love I I love Brock Purdy. I love I know. Brock Purdy, dude. I know Brock, Brock Purdy. So I I I would not be upset if yeah. the Eagles already won one. So give give Brock Purdy. Yeah, one. you got it. Yeah, give, give but Jalen Hurts didn't win one. I think that's, that's true. That's true. huge. I also like have become such a fan of Jason Kelsey because of his podcast that like that one's really tough for me. Miles Sanders is a Pittsburgh kid. Philly's a good one. Philly's a good pick. Brock Purdy would be the ultimate pick. I wouldn't be upset about Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes, that's that's kind of boring at this point. But I would like to see Juju get one, I guess, because I think Juju's a good guy. But I do I think he like deserves a ring? No, I don't really care. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I feel pretty good about any of them. Would have felt better about Travis or Trevor Lawrence in there, though. Yeah. If If it wasn't the Chiefs. Besides that, I feel all right. But I'm telling you, Kenny Pickett versus Brock Purdy, that would have been the NFL is not rigged because that's what it would have been. Because that's definitely what it would have been. All right, we're heading out of here, guys. Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Find us anywhere you get your podcast and check all of mine and Steven's workout at allsteelers.com. We'll be back on Wednesday. Enjoy the snow. Peace. Peace.